Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Crypto Chats. This week, um, I actually have two cryptids for you because I found out that they are mortal enemies and I love that so much. We're going to talk about the Snallygaster and the Dewayo. Um, Dewayo, I'm not really sure how to pronounce it, but I'm doing my best, so if it's wrong, just let me know. But, so they're supposedly uh, mortal enemies, which I think is so weird, <laughs> but I love it. Um, so that's why I want to throw them into one episode together and just talk about it all together. Uh, so let's get into it. So to kick things off, we're going to talk about the Snallygaster first. Um, the Snallygaster is this really bizarre looking creature. If you don't think you've seen a picture of it, you probably have and just didn't realize it. It's somewhere between a reptile and a bird and it's got almost like tentacle-like, I don't know, things coming out of its like mouth area and a beak and it's got one eye like right in the middle and it can fly and it uh, has this crazy screech that it does and it is um lives in the hills of Maryland so I'm sure you've probably at least seen a photo of a Snallygaster um or someone's you know artist rendition of it um even if you didn't really realize but that's the thing we're talking about right now so um i did a lot of research on this and i i did i go back kind of far um in its existence just because i think it's kind of interesting so in the early 1730s this is like the earliest accounts of the snallygaster possible um there the area of maryland uh, where the snallygaster resides in frederick valley um was home to a lot of german immigrants and with them they brought the tail of this creature um that they called the schnellergeist uh which roughly translate to quick spirit and um so basically like they had their own name for this creature already um and then you know la later on it was adapted into the english um version that we know as snallygaster um, but it's interesting to me because in the 1730s, like this was already, um, a creature that was being cited by these, these German immigrants and, you know, it was a, a scary experience for them to be seeing it. There's not a ton of information on like actual reported sightings from that time period. I mean, that's like a couple hundred years ago, so I'm not that surprised, um, but one of the things I did learn is that um, there's a lot of suggestion that the legend was like resurrected in the 19th century to kind of scare away um, freed enslaved people um, to, to try to keep them from going north, which I don't like that. But I mean, I guess it would kind of make sense for the time period. It's it's an interesting bit of information. It's not my favorite bit of information. But it's something at least, but I'm going to skip over that because I don't like it. Um, and we're just going to get right into like the, I guess, more modern part of the history of the Snallygaster. Granted, um, it is the year 2021 and we're talking about 1909. So it's not the most modern, but it is certainly more modern in comparison to the 1730s. So in 1909, reports of this creature um, began to grow like kind of out of nowhere all of a sudden people are seeing this weird bizarre looking creature flying around and it started to be written about in a weekly newspaper in middletown and they ran a story about it for about a month and then the story suddenly died 
what's interesting to me is that the early issues of this newspaper, um, and specifically this story of the Snallygaster and its sightings, um, reported that the Snallygaster was being sighted in Ohio, West Virginia, and New Jersey before it even showed up in Maryland. Um, the first sighting of it in these other states, which I, I couldn't tell you exactly which state it was because I just could not find that information, but the first sighting of it outside of Maryland was by a man named James Harding, who was super scared, which is very fair and understandable. And he described this creature as a mix between a tiger and a vampire, which if you think of the... I guess, more normalized description of the Snallygaster. That's very far off. But part of it was that um, James Harding claimed to watch this creature kill a man with its beak and basically suck the blood out of it, of this human that he killed uh, with, its, with its beak. So, I mean, I can kind of understand the vampire aspect of it with that part alone. That part alone, I'm like, yeah, I get it. That that makes sense. If I saw that happen, I'd probably be a little um, a little on board with that as well. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about some of the bizarre uh, sightings that happened in these other states before the Snallygaster made its way into Maryland um, because they're crazy and I think they're kind of funny. Uh, so in West Virginia in 1909, there was a woman that reported being grabbed by the creature. Oh, excuse me. Almost being grabbed by the creature. It tried. It, it was shooting its shot and it, it missed. Um, but then it also was reported to have roosted in Alex Crow's barn. Um, roosting is, is basically the word they use to describe when a bird or a bat sleeps. So it's basically just like it was sleeping in this barn. And then this is my favorite one is that it supposedly laid an egg in this area in West Virginia that it was spotted in. And um, this is a choice for sure, but a group of men uh, were said to have tried to build an incubator for this giant fucking massive creature egg that they found, um, which to, in my research, I wrote in parentheses, choices, question mark, because personally, I probably wouldn't have done that. Um, it just doesn't seem like, like the right thing to do in the moment. But I do kind of applaud, uh, their creativity and their, um, determination to figure out what it was, uh, because that's certainly not something I would have done. So then, um, we have Ohio. So the sightings in Ohio in 1909, and there's really just one, um, but it's weird. And basically this man whose name was T.C. Harbaugh, I don't think I'm saying that right. I've done my best. He writes a letter to the Valley Register of where he lived, which was at that point was essentially just the newspaper publication, um, about witnessing this creature flying over him and just screeching at him, which I think is so funny. Like, can you imagine if you were just like outside hanging out and like this big ass weird looking thing flies over the top of you and she yells at you? Just like just yells at you and then flies away. I think that would be so funny. I'd be scared, but I would also like look back at it, you know, 10 years later and just fucking laugh because that's wicked funny to me. Um, but anyway, he described it as having like two huge, uh, wings, a large horny head, which is what this man said, a large horny head. Uh, don't have any further explanation about what that could possibly mean. So take that as you will. Um, and then a tail that was about 20 feet long, and then 
the end of his letter was that he he was saying that he suspected it was flying towards Maryland. I do not know how he could have known that in Ohio, he's sitting there, he sees this weird thing. I don't know how he could have looked at it and been like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's flying towards Maryland. I don't really know, but uh, he was correct because it did fly to Maryland after that. Um, the first sighting in Maryland was actually by a man who was, um, who fired a brick burning kiln and said that the Snallygaster stopped to cool its wings over the kiln's outlet and just kind of dozed off, which I was reading that and I was like, I would think that the outlet of that would not be, um, like suitable for like cooling yourself off, but sure, go off Snallygaster, do your thing. Um, and... <laughs> I wrote, when he woke it up, it made a blood-curdling scream and flew away with an attitude. Um, which is funny because naturally, I'm sure it was probably pissed that this man woke it up from its slumber in this like nice, warm, safe spot. But with an attitude is a funny way to put that. Um, immediately after he reported his sighting, there were sightings in four other places in this general area of uh, Maryland, and the creature was said to lay yet another giant egg. Um, this one, nobody tried to build an incubator for, um, and I can understand why, but from there it's just kind of like, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so... This is a part of a piece of information that I thought was really interesting. There were so many sightings and like so much uproar about the Snallygaster that it was said that at one point, um, President Theodore Roosevelt considered postponing one of his trips to Europe um, to instead lead an expedition to find the Snallygaster. I don't, I, you know, I couldn't find anything that he actually did that, but but he was considering it at least. And that's like, that's kind of neat. Like, can you imagine um, just being like, oh, well, the president wants to find this weird bird thing that's reptile-like and has tentacles and keeps laying eggs. So we should all find it too. I just, I think that's kind of neat. I don't really, I don't know. I just, I, I think it would have been more interesting if he had indeed um, not gone to Europe and instead investigated the Snallygaster. Uh, but, you know, I can't go back in time and change his, uh, his course of action. So there we go. Um, it was also, uh, a big, uh, point of interest for the Smithsonian Institute as well. Um, they were super interested in finding the Snallygaster also in this same time period. Um, especially they were like very convinced of its existence, um, after, uh, numerous sightings matched all the Snallygaster's description. Uh, there were a lot of people in that area who saw the creature exactly as it was described and they all matched and the Smithsonian Institute was like, mm, damn, we need to get in on that. Uh, to my knowledge, they didn't actually ever like act on that other than just being like interested in it. But regardless, them just being interested in it is kind of cool. Um, so <laughs> the story gets kind of funny after this. Um, Anyway, I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna, just gonna say it. Um, so the last sighting of 1909 happened when three men supposedly 
fought the Snallygaster outside of a railroad station for about an hour and a half before they chased it into the woods. Can you imagine the dick waggling contest that had to go on for them to fight this cryptid outside of the railroad station? Like, can you imagine? That's so funny to me. How do you just like, you and your pals are all, you know, having a fucking, I don't know, what do you do at railroad stations? You're all getting off a train or getting on a train and you're like, yo man, I think I can beat up that cryptid. And the other one's like, no man, I think I can. And then they all just get in a fight with it together. That's so funny to me, especially because there are so little details about how it happened or why it happened or like, did they have weapons? I don't know, who knows? All I know is that they fought this cryptid outside of a railroad station for like an hour and a half too. Like they held up against this thing for like a super long time. I don't, I think it's so funny so funny. Like, I, I don't know a single person who, like, would run into something like a Snallygaster and be like, all right, you're gonna have to catch these hands, my friend. Like, I just, I, I'm perplexed by this happening, and I don't know. I just think it's, it's wicked funny. Um, so, okay, this is, this is more interesting than it is funny, but... The Snallygaster appeared um, in Frederick County again 23 years later. So the last sighting of it in 1909 was those men trying to fight it. And then 23 years later, it popped up again. Um, there were no attempts made by the Snallygaster to interact with the humans at this time. It kind of minded its business, stayed away from everybody. Um, and this would have been 1932. So, you know, not, it's not really like as interested in like you know messing around with humans as it was before not that it was overly interested in 1909 um, but it's even less interested in 1932 which I think is cool um, so but from this uh, this you know gap of time where there wasn't a sighting people kind of gathered that the lifespan of the Snallygaster could have maybe only been about 20 years or so um, which from that they gathered that um, the newer Snallygaster that they were seeing in 1932 must have been a hatchling from the eggs that were laid in 1909, which I think is interesting um, because, I mean, in general, we don't know that much about a lot of cryptids like mating habits and like their reproduction. Um, so I just, I think that's a, a neat aspect to it. This is where it's like, it gets really sad, but really funny. So, the Snallygaster supposedly died in 1932. And let me tell you how that Snallygaster died. And to my knowledge, at least, um, it didn't lay any eggs. It didn't, wasn't able to um, further the Snallygaster line at this point. Um, but let me just tell you what what happened. What was the, the demise of the Snallygaster? Um... So the Snallygaster was flying around, caught whiff of a, a smell that it really liked, which happened to be um, a 2,500 gallon vat of moonshine that was being processed. And at that point it was boiling, doing its thing. I don't really, I'm not super familiar with how you make moonshine, but I know you have to boil it at some point. So Snallygaster catches wind of the smell and is intrigued and goes to it and... <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel bad for laughing, but it's so funny. Um, flies literally over the top of this giant vat of moonshine and gets like knocked the fuck out by the fumes and then just falls into the boiling pot of moonshine. That's so funny. That's literally, that's like a Spike TV show is what that is. Like that, that should not happen, but somehow it did apparently. Um, and then what happened after that is they basically like the sheriff of that area came to investigate it and then just blew up everything. Blew up the moonshine, blew up the remains of the Snallygaster, blew up the, the guy who was making the moonshine's workshop everything just got blown up with like a stupid amount of like dynamite or something. Um, I don't really remember, but that's, that's so funny. Like, what do you mean? You died in a vat of moonshine. This like crazy looking cryptid just like met its demise in moonshine. I think there's probably like a, like a lesson there or something, but Anyway, we're going to dive into the DeWayo now, because as I said before, I'm going to continue to say it as DeWayo, and if I'm wrong, you can definitely um, correct me, because I would like to say it correctly in the future. But, so the DeWayo is the Snallygaster's mortal enemy. I told you that at the beginning of this, and the DeWayo story definitely has a little bit more information about why they are nemeses um, than the Snallygaster's um, origin. So, so you'll get a little bit more of that in this one. Um, but first we're gonna talk about like, basically what the DeWayo is and like where it came from and all that good stuff. So the DeWayo popped up in the forests of Maryland around the same time as the Snallygaster. So we're talking like 1700s um, is when the like lore of it kind of originates and then um, its sightings kind of uh, vary from there uh, throughout the years. And, and there's like one year where it's a little bit bigger than the rest of them, but regardless. Um, so the DeWayo is basically Dogman. Uh, what that's what I gathered from um, all of the information that I found on it. It's basically Dogman. It's a wolf-like bipedal creature with the stance and stature of a human, but the features of a wolf. So basically Dogman. And my theory on this is just that this is a branch of the Dogman family tree that has specific regional and like cultural significance. Um, and that's why it's considered a separate entity from just Dogman, um, which is like the case in a lot of Sasquatch creatures as well. I think it's just one of those things where it's got its own specific significance to the, to the area that it uh, originated from. So it's its own being, which is fine. I can accept that. So in the 1700s, in this area of Maryland were Dutch immigrants. Um, over where the Snallygaster was, there were German immigrants. And then in this specific part of Maryland, there were Dutch immigrants. And with them, they brought the Tales of the Hexenwolf, which was um, a German legend that was kind of, you know, adapted into Dutch culture. Um, and it's basically a werewolf, basically Dogman. It, it's thought to be the starting point for what we know now as werewolves. Uh, which is interesting to me because I feel like that makes sense. Like, I had to start somewhere and I, I, to me in my head, I don't know why, but German makes sense for the beginning of werewolves. Anyway, 
So the Dutch who uh, lived in this area of Maryland were very scared of the Snallygaster, which is fair. I think most people were scared of the Snallygaster. It's scary looking. And uh, they looked up to the Deweo for protection against it. Um, and I, I can understand that. I think it, it was something that was um, already like pretty significant to them because of their culture um, before they immigrated. So it makes sense that they would look up to this equally scary creature that is, you know, from their part of the world that they originated in um, as protection against this new creature that was creepy and weird and scared them. Uh, so, so the Dewayo was basically just like a, a, a safety blanket for them. And they, they looked to it for protection and they would even go as far as to put um, specific hex signs on their doors, marking them as a place of the Dewayo um, to keep them safe from the Snallygaster, to keep the Snallygaster uninterested in that area. Now, there is not, I did not find a specific reason why the Snallygaster and the Dewayo are mortal enemies, but I, the more I think about it, the more I think it's probably just nature. Like they're hanging out in the same area. They're both like relatively predatory. I think the Dewayo probably was a little more aggressive than the Snallygaster ever really meant to be. And then from there they were kind of just like, I hate you, I hate you too. And then just kind of tussled and never really got over it. Um, because to my knowledge, there's no overlap of their beings um, in the German lore that they both kind of come from. So I, I don't really know. I personally think maybe it's just nature. They both kind of were just like in the same place at the same time and like some instincts took over and they were like, yeah, fuck this guy. And I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. And now they just kind of don't like each other. Um, but back to the Dewayo. In 1965, there was a man who, uh, he did not give his real name. He gave an alias of John Becker, who claimed he was attacked by the Dewayo and described it as a tall wolf-like creature that walked like a human, uh, which is pretty standard in these kinds of um, dogman wolf-like thing sightings. Um, 1966, there was, this one's, this one cracks me up. I don't know why I think this is so funny, but I pictured it in my head and I hope you will all picture it the same way I did and also laugh. Um, but in 1966, a man claimed to see the Dewayo, but said its legs stuck out to the side and it scuttled like a spider, which I'm terrified of spiders, but like, <laughs> just like picture a werewolf, but it's like legs are sideways and it's like just scuttling weird. Like, I just think it's kind of funny. Um, okay. So, so I, if, uh, a little bit of the mortal enemy thing, I... Listen, I, I'm going with what I got here. Um, basically, they were just known to fight each other all the time. And there were a lot of reports of, of people, like, literally seeing these two creatures fighting. And that's crazy to me. I just... The idea of these two cryptids being mortal enemies with each other is really just, like, sitting right with me. And I think it's very funny. Um, the reports of them fighting date back to like the early settlement of Middletown Valley. Like, like very, very early days. Like these people were witnessing these two creatures just like 
throwing hands at each other from the beginning. So that's crazy. Up until, you know, probably like 1932 when the Snallygaster just kind of yeeted itself into a vat of moonshine. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Dewayo obviously, well, I'm not gonna say obviously, but personally, I think it probably is still roaming around out there. Um, but instead of being called the Dewayo anymore, um, I'm sure it probably is maybe just referred to or lumped in with Dogman. Because personally, I really think like based on the various sightings um, and encounters and like descriptions of appearance and behavior, I really honestly think that it probably is just a branch of the family tree of the Dogman. Um, and that's just like my personal opinion on it. If you don't think that, that's that's fine. If you don't think that, actually message me because I really would like to know um, what you think it is instead. But personally, I I think it matches the canine type Dogman a little bit better. Um, and I think uh, the fact that it, it kind of ties in with the Snallygaster and this German lore and stuff just is what gives it that, that cultural and regional significance for it to be its own um, entity, you know what I mean? Instead of just being like, oh, well, that's the dog man. They're like, oh, well, this is the Dewayo. And, you know, it dates back to our German ancestors and like, and all that, you know, I think it adds a little layer of, of cultural significance, which is fine. I think that's, that's okay. Um, I tried to see if, you know, people in that area do still refer to it as the Dewayo instead of, um, just dog man and did not find anything. So, I, that's kind of where I kind of draw the conclusion that maybe it's just, um, because it's, because the Snallygaster is not supposedly around anymore, and I think it maybe lost a little bit of that cultural significance, but I don't know, I could be wrong, I don't live in Maryland, um, so... Who knows? But anyway, uh, that's about all I have for you guys this week. I hope you enjoyed uh, this tale of two mortal enemies, because I know I did. I had a great time this week. Um, and I will hope that you will all stick around for next week, because I will have some cool stuff for you then, too. Yeah, that's all. Uh, thank you, guys. See you next week. Bye!